Shout out Indiana. I mean, Indiana produced some good shit. Michael Jackson, Freddie Gibbs, uh-huh. you know. So, you know, Indiana did something good, but eh, Fort Wayne, Indiana in particular is sweet Jesus. <laughs> I was in a hotel in Fort Wayne, Indiana that I won't oh disclose. Oh, my God. Race. Race. And it stunk. Race. 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 It literally stunk in there. And I, Race. My name is Sam Ross. This is the brother at the bar on Instagram. This is for the guy with the hoodie and the Air Force Ones. I'm like, yo, this is like some cool shit. Guess what? That's when the conversation started to happen. This is Pass the Drink Podcast. Yo, check it out. It's the brother at the bar. This is Pass the Drink Podcast. This week, I'm feeling really hood, really black, really blessed. Got my people today with me. I got Shy City. Cider girl, my co-host this week, and man, I had to get a co-host because yes, sir, man, I got a lot to handle with Reese Rolex, peace, Urban Crash, click, click, boom, man, we gonna re-roll that back, click, click, boom, man. So check it out. We're gonna pass the drink. Catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts for all my serious podcasters, and for all you bougie motherfuckers. On that Apple podcast. First drink we got up this week, because we got a lot of drinks up this week. We're pouring up. Ooh, I like how you pour that up. That looks like, that look like some some of that classic, you know. This is getting you fucked up shit. It say it say dead on 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 the bottle. I see dead on it. Yeah, this is dead drop American pecan whiskey by my friends down at, yes, pecan whiskey. Uh, down at Thornton Distillery Company. Oh, like, shout out to the people at Thornton Distillery. Yeah. And they follow me on IG. I fucks with y'all because y'all fuck with me. That's Andy you know. and Ari, man. Hey, Andy and Ari. What up? Down at the well. We're going to have to go down there and have a good time, Reese, man. Yeah, I'll definitely come and drink some uh, some fine spirits with you good men. Man, they cool as fuck. Ari and Andy are some very smart cats. They cool, too, but they are very like intelligent, I'm like. Why is it called Thornton Distillery? Is that one of their names or something? That's in Thornton, Illinois. Like, oh, it's in Thornton, Illinois. Like right when you go yeah, in, I know uh, exactly where Thornton, Illinois is. <laughs> right. Wow, I thought that low key, and I was like, did they go to Thornton? T T H S. Like I don't know, you know what I'm saying? So I had to. Okay, yeah, man. Shout out, guys. Distilling liquors in Thornton, Illinois. <laughs> Thornton Distillery, who, Andy and Ari. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we talked to them a while ago. Right? I remember they was on the on the demo. Yeah, I'm just happy that someone doing something in Thornton. All right, what That's you true. what do you think about the whiskey, bro? Take a sip. Oh, what do you think? Let's sip. let's pass the drink here. Catch fucking around. <laughs> 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 <That's>, <laughs> I'm having a coke and a smile. Oh That's wow! What I'm about to do. Wow! Wow! Like okay, this is a rye, right? No, this no? is bourbon. That's a bourbon. Oh man. No, this is they also make a high rye corn whiskey. This is for bourbon, man. This is man. This is some real life can get you drunk stuff because it's it doesn't bite hard at all. Maybe that has something to do with the pecans. Um, It's a good like I don't need nothing with that. I don't need to mix anything. Yeah, that's how I drink. Like I'm drinking it. Like this is. Like that first drink, like, look, I, I I figured I wasted last night, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't even supposed to be out here 
getting wasted with y'all, but you know it's f- for the greater good of. We drink. appreciate we appreciate this of drink them. We appreciate you coming down drinking our whiskey up. and beer. It's <laughs> for the greater good of drink them, and I made that up today, and so I'm here doing it, mm-hmm. and I felt like that sip of what is it the dead drop. Dead drop American whiskey. That's American pecan. It, it did. American it did me right. Whiskey. I'm going back. I'm going right back in. And they Damn, make this beautiful, is good. They make some um, beautiful cocktails too. The Sweet place Lord. is like, like historically cool because it's right there where the rock quarry is. Like right there where you're going to like where Old River, uh, where Old River Oaks used to be at, Old Washington Square Mall. So it's right there. Chicago land area talk, you guys. Right. We real hood. We real uh, 708 up in here. Man, right. that's 708. So. I remember going to River Oaks back in, man, listen. Uh, that's the place that had Kanye. Yeah. Uh, who, who all got they started uh, River Oaks? I used Mall. to work at the Kanye. Plaza, though. I worked at the Plaza. Um, I want to say, um, what's his name? They used to do the poetry up there all the time. They used to get on my nerves. Malik Youssef? Malik Youssef. Uh, Shout out my man Malik Youssef. He was out there in L.A. <laughs> with me. Um, uh uh, D Ray, D Ray watched at the yeah. works. He at worked the, up. D Ray worked at. The, I don't know these tales because I, I worked at the Plaza in the nineties. Oh, oh, we're sorry. Oh wow, you he worked at the Plaza. I worked at Mister K's Fashions, Uh-oh. the pimp store. Yes, you did. Like where you can get gators at. Like people really came in there and bought gator shoes in the middle of the mall. Like damn, and then it was right across from the rave. Y'all remember all the girls used to get their shit from the first rave all, back in the let's day. Let's talk about the rave, okay? The rave. Let's talk about the rave. That we was showing the first how old we are, though. Right. That, that was the first rainbow, okay? Yeah, that was the first rainbow. That was the first rainbow because you could have got a Saturday night and a Sunday morning outfit fit. at the rave. Yes, that sir. motherfucker was $32. huge. The square, square footage. The square footage of the rave. Because you would go in there with a girl and be like, I'm be right here. And be like, all right, man. I used to volunteer to stand in the front of the Mr. K's, make sure nobody run out with no gators, just so I can look at the the motherfucking bitches that came in the rave. Because I wanted to see what they was going to buy and what they was going to come out in. You know what I'm saying? I used to stand out there. My uh, my high school days. I used to stand out there. It was great. It was a good time. So, man. But this is about, you know, shout out Thornton Distillery and the Dead Drop because y'all snapped so hard. Y'all got me thinking about the rave in 1997, (laughs) 96. See, I worked at the Riverside. I was at the Answer. I was all the way across there. What was that? The Underground? All of that was at at, at North Riverside. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So, check this out. Speaking of old as hell, motherfuckers, there's. Really should have been acting their age over this past week, right? Mm. Your man, Paul Pierce. Oh, man. Your man, Paul Pierce. Man. Paul Pierce. <laughs> hey, when I saw my man, Paul Pierce, with the stingiest blunt that I know was a, I know it was a grape swisher. It was a grape swisher. It was it was it was it was minuscule as hell. I said, Paul, no weed in that blunt. Paul no. said, "Fuck it, he kicking it." He said, "He just he ain't like fuck it." Yeah, mostly when you see like NFL players, the NBA players, like wow, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm living my best life. They smoking it up. They smoking. Uh, the they have like they have buns. a big ass like nope, oh not Paul. shit. Paul had a perfectly rolled (laughs) 0.3 grams in in a grape swisher because he looked like he might smoke grape swishers still. You know what I liked about Paul Pierce was like he was equal opportunity on his strippers though. Oh, yeah. Like I researched it. He had a 
He had a white stripper. Mm-hmm. He had a black stripper, dark skinned stripper. He had a light skinned yes, black sir. stripper. He had an Asian stripper. The Asian stripper was buck as hell. Uh, what else? So was he, she gang banging in the Yeah, like so. Yeah, he had gang. You know, know Paul is from, you know, I think yeah, Paul he from, from LA. He from LA. He a real life LA hey, dude. Hey, but real talk though. Like, you can't be smoking many grape swishes. Remember, no, Paul Pierce got stabbed up yeah, like in real, real early, was, and uh, never snitched. That was what's Majig and them, uh, Benzino and them crew that uh, uh, snapped, stabbed I up. That. Yeah, I, man, so don't get it twisted. Shit, I saw Benzino downtown Chicago in a little ass uh, polo shirt. <laughs> Walking don't with some us, other, don't get us beat with up. Some dude. other uh, muscled up guy. It was just random. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, what what are you doing, Benzino? Why are you out here walking around in Chicago? But shout out Benzino. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I just feel like he always got on a little ass shirt. He been working out. When you work out, you post to wear little shirts after a while so it can show. Like. I don't even want to start that conversation because I just want to ask a question. Like, why? That's just, I don't make the rules. I don't, I'm just a stickler for the rules. So I don't make them. you get buff, and then your clothes get little. You gotta wear, I got to wear the shirt where it grips my body. You know, it grips this right here. You know how some T-shirts be loose right here, but mine need to be like this so it can look like I'm doing some muscle man shit. Child. I, all right. <laughs> Pass the drink podcast, y'all. We ain't even plugging nobody right now. Like, oh, just, yeah, we supposed to be. No, no, no. What, what it, it is what it is. Thornton Distillery, thank you for this wonderful wish. Shout out to what's my and What's my guy's are, names again? Andy and Ari. Andy and Ari. I yes. can remember y'all, the double A mans, the double A boys. We'll be out there soon. I'm fucking with y'all. No, but what did happen was. This is probably one of the best bourbons that I've had. Hey, Reese. I'm sorry. Pete. I just wanted to know personally. So I never dropped this. Like, damn, like me and Reese are like personal friends as, a, as the conversation yes, can tell. Uh, what's your favorite place to drink uh, in Chicagoland area, not as a blogger, but as a brother, like as a as a black man? Like, <clears throat> like yo, I feel, man, I feel real comfortable in here. They ain't overcompensating me or under. Because, you know, some places... You go in like, yo, bro, can we get you what we like? Can we get you in? They try to push a little light ass beer on us or some shit, you know? Like you know honestly, or or yeah. is it some places that be like, all right, man, yo, what can you get, yo, man? You know, um, yeah, you know they underserve you, like they underserve you, like somebody in the West. My area. favorite, I feel like my favorite places. That I'll go like my, you know, my drinking hoes, not H O E S, hoes with an L. <laughs> Who are your drinking hoes? Hey, I'm you still looking drinking? for a couple of them, so you I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for, hold on. Reese, Reese is like, hold on. I'm looking for a Two beer hose. talk. Reese is looking for a few drinking hoes. Yeah. H O E S, you know what I'm saying? Them. But two of the places that I like to go to when I'm just doing some. Honestly, I like uh, First Draft on like off of Clark and Congress. It's like a brew pub. They always have at least 20 beers on tap or something like that. And they have great lemon pepper wings. Oh. Uh, shout out to lemon pepper wings. Shout out to lemon pepper. Whoever did that, y'all snap. Man, lemon pepper wings is a, man, y'all. Especially with I'm going to look up whoever invented that shit. 
y'all raw. But I like I like first draft. First draft. I was just there the other day before I got on the road. You've been day. all over the motherfucking place, bro. Yeah. You've been like and, and and I was just there kicking this shit with some dude who was sitting next to me. He was just copying every beer that I Order. <laughs> he was like, "Well, let me get one of them." Hey, so we got to I kick know this shit. motherfuckers be doing that, yeah, they bro. Do that. He ended up paying my whole beer bill, which was about fifty five dollars, because I was up in that getting it in. I was high, and it was great. So shout him out, whoever that guy is. I forgot his name already. All right. So, oh, first so draft. first draft, and what's another place? Another place. See, I'm a cheat, like. But I'm 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 gonna say it like I, first draft was one like one of my low keys, but my other place I like I like Maria's. Mm. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Maria's. Um, they I always s- usually have a good craft beer. Uh, you know, drafts on draft, and then they make good craft cocktails. I need to fuck it. with them more because like when uh when I'm out in the streets and um. I'm talking to people about craft beer, and I'm ambassadoring for, like, you know how I do for all mm-hmm. of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, I'm down with these craft brew people. I brew. Um, my man got a uh, shit. If you, you don't fuck with starting. my shit, yeah. like, yo, you, if you fuck with rap. over here. Yeah, we like, got some over here. We got some over there. We got Afro Beer Chick. We got exactly. beers and bars. We got Reese. So I'm just ambassadoring for this shit. And people are like, oh, yeah, these are the places I got. Maria's is the place. That people always shout, shoot me too. So I'm going to start fucking with them. Hey, uh, babe, you've been chasing or following me around for about a year as far as going to these places. Uh, And you were very uncomfortable going to, because you, man, you and Ryder are like the most woke motherfuckers I know. (laughs) So like. Uncomfortable going where? Like she was like, yo. I ain't trying to go to these these uh tap rooms. There ain't nothing but white people here. Yeah. They ain't like woo woo. So it. <laughs> it was how they was treating us in there. And you know, you know, you you see some people who are excited to see you coming, and then you know, there's some people who don't want your business. Mm. And you can tell that from how they treat you. Okay, so I was just in the ass crack of America that, slash the armpit of America. Right. That's Indiana, by the way. Shout out to all my people in Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Shout out y'all to all good my people. people in Indiana. Y'all good folk. It ain't y'all fault where y'all was born at. You yep. know, it's just... And I, every craft beer, anything that I went into, I was definitely the only black dude. Like, all the way. Like, times a million. But... Motherfuckers bought my beers and shit. Just because, you know, I'm just a, you know, I'm gonna kick the shit to everybody and whatever... And, and still sound the same way that I sound, but they know mm-hmm. that I have the knowledge of this shit, so they can't front on me, and they just really more so intrigued. And right. if you want to buy me a beer and a shot or two, knock your motherfucking self out, because my extra money is going to go on the extra six wings or something y'all got on the menu. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? We need to do a show uh, about who got the best bar food. That's that's That needs to be a show. You know who used to have some of the best bar food? Who? Polk Street Pub, which is right next to the right next door to the Pink Monkey, on uh, the Pink Monkey, because we want that monkey to be pink. The Pink Monkey, <laughs> right there on Polk and off of Polk and Canal. Yeah, they closed now. Yeah, Polk Street Pub. They would have a hundred different craft beers either on tap and in bottle. And I found them because I used to go to this website called smalltabs.com. And on smalltabs.com, it would tell you every neighborhood in Chicago on any day of the week, 
Like I'm in fucking Humble Park on Thursday. They're gonna tell you everywhere in Humble Park that got food and drinks. Oh, okay, okay. Sort of like, um, man, we really telling our Hips, age. Hipster. It was another website like Hipster something. Because I used to be looking for the deals. I'm always looking for the deals, man. <laughs> so yeah. Reese, you into music, right? Yeah. So did you catch the yeah. Isley Brothers versus No Doubt, No Doubt, Earth, Wind, and Fire? What do you think of that? Um, I think that it was, you know, it was whatever, you know. I mean, it was dope. Like I'm, I mean, that stuff that I grew up off of to an extent. Um, my mother was more of a, um, she was a Frankie Beverly and Mays, Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye. Um, but you know, all uh, like the majority of them songs I knew, I saw, I thought Steve Harvey was just homering Sue Hard for the, the earth, bad. wind, and fire. He, he damn near wanted to be in the every group. Story Steve had a story for every story, okay? I like that Steve actually smoked this cigar. He didn't just have, I think, it, guys, let me tell y'all something. I don't like to see pictures of women with a cigar in their mouth, that just looks lame to me, but Not men. Why? But men with the unlit cigar in their mouth, now that's why? even double lame. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, man? Put that shit down and just drink a Pepsi or some shit. Don't even, you know, it's just like, well, I mean, it's cool. You smoke a cigar, whatever. Like, That's how I feel about I, it. I, I like that he actually lit it up. I, I'm expecting I, the same thing you. from Method Man and Red Oh, Man no, they, they about to smoke it out. 420. They about um, to smoke it out. But I thought... Steve told every tall tale he could talk. I walked seven miles to oh, go yeah. see no shoes to go on, right? With no shoes Wine. on. <laughs> and her daddy Harvey, came to the and he from Cleveland, right? Yeah, he, like, rep- boy, he represented Cleveland all. You would night act like it was long. dirt roads in Cleveland the way he be motherfucking acting like he a goddamn oh, from Jackson, Mississippi yeah, like, Southerner. Well, like y'all had factories and, and motherfuckers like had decent like you could make a living in Cleveland. Like no I mean, rough it, I'm pretty Chicago. sure it was it was Huff, of course, <laughs> but you know whatever. <laughs> like I fuck with, I don't really fuck with Steve, but I mean I like the. I, I enjoyed the show though. Yes, and and while we while we're speaking on the verses, one of the things I just want to shout out. Is that I'm glad DMX got that versus with Snoop. Oh, I'm, I'm, rest because in rest in peace, DMX. Rest in peace, DMX. And, and this is about rest DMX, but I want to shout out Snoop because Snoop is such a fan of hip hop in general, whether mm-hmm. it was East Coast, West Coast. He knew he knew DMX couldn't be up there moving, and but he wasn't gonna let his brother fall. He was gonna dance to every time D. He was gonna hype him up. You know what I'm saying? That's real OG hip hop. OG stuff and I, I really appreciate that we got to see us as hip hop fans, we got to see DMX yeah, that last smile DMX. And, and, and and just be in his glory at that time. You know what I'm saying? And I just really think that it was dope that he was paired with Snoop, a, a guy who was a fan of him and they was vice versa fans of each other and they just showed each other so much love and I feel like for us as fans to see that, if that was the last time we saw DMX we saw him having a good time, and he genuinely exactly. loved who he was battling against. And they told stories that they didn't even know about each other. Like, you know, like like DMX was saying, like, the reason my first single was Get At Me, Dog, is because when I first met you and we kicked the shit, and you was like, yeah, man, you know, Get At Me, Dog, anytime you're in L.A. He like, I named my first, he was like, that was because of you. He's like, I was a, I'm a big fan of Snoop Dogg, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just think, you know what I'm saying, I... Not to be long-winded, but I just think that that's very, Man. very dope 
on on some hip hop, on some you know DMXs of legend, all of that stuff. Man, you know? it's been a it's been a week, man. Like it's been like a whole week, and the crazy shit is like when he first uh, officially, 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 whenever they officially made the fucking death announcement. Like, I'm on my way to work, and just the windows down in the Uber, man, just to hear motherfuckers just pulling up with DMX just glaring and blaring through the streets. It was, like, fucking surreal. And, like, we, and this is, like, for people, like, 35 through 55 really appreciate DMX. Mm -hmm. And we don't even fucking live in New York. Mm -mm. And, like, Chicago ain't a huge, we... Motherfuckers argue me up all day and night, but we're not a huge motorcycle crowd. Not even. Not like we're back in the 80s. Well, you know, DMX had his, his ties to Chicago because he used to actually live yeah. there. Right. And he fucked with the Latin Kings real, real hard. Real and, hard. And, you know, he, he, Big Cato. Yeah, I was just yeah, about to know. say Cato. Like, he used to, you know, he, you know, he had his ties here and stuff like that. And, you know, pretty much... Uh, being though we're a Midwestern city, any rapper that captures the emotion of people and the feelings like a Tupac or even like a DMX, they're always going to resonate. They're always going to have a lot of fans and stuff. Oh, when I think of DMX, I always think about that video when he performs in front of like half the population of the earth. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's the like, red overalls. Yeah, the red overalls. It's like 855 and he million. he stage then for a while. So there was like him coming back to the stage. That was the the greetings Yo, that he got. Rest in peace, DMX. Let me, like, let me just say. Go um, ahead, huh? In my opinion, because when I discovered DMX, um, I remember I was reading an article to Sister to Sister. And um, in the article, the journalist stated that DMX had his dogs with them mm-hmm. and how he had That's them trained and how he had, you know, he he used them as ad libs. Ad libs, yeah. Even in his rhymes. Um, I'm going to get a get a get a boom. Yeah, because I know, think, right uh, in, right in the who middle was that of the that verse. told that story um, on Drink Champs? Was it Cameron? I think it was Cameron. And yeah. he said that DMX used the dog as an ad lib. And he was like, hold up, I'll get him shorty. Or something like that to the, to the sense. But, um, and right on cue, Nova. Pretty it, much <laughs> as because of what I do, um, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of researching. I do a lot of studying. And um, this week alone, hearing his story about the trials and tribulations, things that he has to overcome, his mother abandoning him, his his idol giving him crack cocaine mm-hmm. and heroin in a blunt and how all of that hurt him and he still was able to do was everything able he to did. become DMX mm-hmm. he was still the man could pray heaven down man yeah you could the man could come into a room I remember watching the talk when he got on the talk and they just asked him to pray on the talk and he began to do this poem and I posted it on Facebook and he began to do this poem about how God was, was working with him and how God, like you cannot tell me no matter what he was going through, that God hand was not on that man. No doubt. No doubt. What God has for you is what God has, has for, for you. you. Yeah. For so. you. Capital Y O U. Like it, it's what it has for you. Like, and not even to cut you off, but you snapped when you said that, Joe. That's that, you know, that's that church up. <laughs> no, that's that real shit. Like, you know, what God has for you, he has for you. Uh, yeah. I think it's like, um, I'm going to say my two cents with the DMX story. Uh, 
all right, so we we all was in Chicago, so we me, we at the age where we was really around DMX or, or had that one two people away from mm-hmm. DMX story when he was really here. So I'm at the uh, uh, Moody Bat Moody Bible, Bible Institute, Institute draft dad, draft party. This was the draft. My dad that, graduated from that, by the way. Uh, Got his doctorate. Go ahead. Shout out to Mr. Trotter. Yes, sir. Sweet Holy Spirit. Um, so. I'm at the draft party. Um, I'm parking lot pimping. Long story short, I didn't, me and my boy, uh, Ivan, rest in peace, uh, we marked ourselves into the draft party. So, like, man. So, this one, I'm still smoking squares and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, so it's, it's Carmelo, it's Dante Jones, it's uh, D. Wade's brother. You know, look, it's D. Wade's Random brother. Random ass D. Wade's yeah. brother. Uh, it's this dude. So it's like a little sports center shit going on. So like I'm up in the party. I'm feeling shit. I light up a square, right? The whole motherfucking room just turned around, looked Look at, at me you. like, what the fuck, fuck is you this motherfucker? square? Yeah, yeah like, squares, yeah, I was smoking squares then. So like for all of my followers who do not know what a square is, like my man Ryder sitting in the corner. Hey, no, like, what the fuck is <laughs> a square? <laughs> That's a square. Hey, like, Sam, you were on drugs? And we just it's talking. No. He think you talking about a heroin <laughs> cigarette or something. He's like, man, you were smoking heroin. And then, and, then, and, then, and then I was like, you were smoking a square. square. She made it sound even worse. Like, so you was doing and, heroin, huh? And for like all my people that are laughing, <laughs> a square is what is known as a cigarette, a Newport, a Lucy. A, a Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> a Lucy. That you can get for the 50. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a Lucy. So... Uh, so I let up a square in the room. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. So I left real quick because I didn't want to get kicked out because I'm like kicking around like all oh, these motherfuckers and like, yo, you a cool motherfucker. You got up in the VIP section and I ain't trying to get kicked out. So I leave, right? So I go in the basement where motherfuckers is smoking, right? Because this is like, I'm so old. This is when they were still that motherfucker smoking the club, right? So I go in the basement where they smoking, sitting at the table playing dominoes. It's Anthony Anthony Mason and some cut off motherfucking shorts and a wife beater and a motherfucking looking like a demon boy <laughs> that boy <looked> like a <laughs> playing dominoes against your man Earl Simmons dark yes, man sir. X dark man and X I'm lying I'm dry, man I'm swearing that sound like some DMX oh, shit God bro I'm telling you so from a scale of one to ten how geeked were you when you saw DMX sitting at that table playing uh, dominoes man to tell the truth because I at this point DMX was like larger than life larger than life DMX so was to see bigger to, than Jay Z people to don't see, understand yeah, that to see him physically was like. This motherfucker little as hell, yo. Like, man, this a little guy. Like, most rap niggas is little though. Man, like fucking Andre and Big Boy was like, whoa, y'all motherfuckers shouting. But like, and but to see Mason, so I was like, so I was awed that like all of this force, all of this power comes from such a small man, Mm -hmm. you know, especially. All these pictures you saw, X was like, "Yo, this motherfucker ripped, ripped up. up." Yeah, he was ripped up, but like Classic he was like that small too. Man yeah. ripped. That's how he had I that am with Tupac. my shirt off and shit. You I know saw him tell? at George's music room because I lived. On Shout out, Harvey. Uncle George. What's up, Uncle George? Uh, wait a minute, but remember been this story, with Uncle George. Remember this bro. story. Don't forget your story. I just got to okay. say one thing about Uncle George. You got a liquor store off Fifty Fifth Street. Mm-hmm. There's no decent craft beer in there, bro. Like, it's like 
Come on, Unc. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fuck with me. I'll fuck with you. Fuck know, with me. Right. You know Shout what I'm out. saying? Like, Unc, you put need to type. put, you need to, we got, we got the heroes, you, we got the heroes, like, we got shit that, you know, you can put in there so I can at least spend some money with y'all. Next time I see him in that big coat out there yeah. flying like a Unk cake. Unc is at everything. Unc be at the heroes, bro. Well, I need, well, we need to holler at Unc and he needs to have the heroes in, <laughs> in the stove because, I don't want to just go in there and get my whiskey from you, Unc. I want to buy me some beer, too, because I want to feel like Unc know what it is. He live in one of the largest craft beer markets in the whole motherfucking U.S. So it's like, Unc, throw a couple of craft beers in there, bro. Nah, like, it ain't going to hurt you. Unc got to be like 7,500 years old or something. 7,500. Like Listen, I saw Unc going into, um, I saw Unc on Michigan Avenue. Unc had the coat on looking yeah, like R. Kelly walking yeah, down yeah. on Gotham City. Perfectly white bad, or gray hair. Yeah. Unc came down and the coat was just floating in the wind. Yeah, you was. hit me like a cape. Yeah, I say, Unc, where you going? He said, I'm going out here to get me a drink. I said, go ahead, Unc. Oh. Yeah, he going to talk to you like. He, he knows you Even if he don't Or if he do He gonna talk the same It's like yeah <laughs> Yeah what, What's going on Man, so, Shit you know It's all so good So in 1975 I bought my first record With you know Here to tell you Everybody know George Daniels Yeah man So um Like He was at George Daniels Um DMX, record, right. record store Store Like I had seen LL there Look Kim had came Yeah And then DMX Everybody came, came And it was off. just like It, it this this little body with all this with all this voice and yeah. he prayed before everybody came in and he signed and, this and like, it was like like you could hear literally Madison and and Pulaski stood at a standstill while he was praying because like it was just a power him if you were New York he um he represented for you if you were in the motorcycle clubs he right. represented for you if. You mm-hmm. were um, going through something like crazy religious. He rep- represented for you. If you was a constant prodigal child fuck up like myself, like he was always falling, getting back up. He That's what he represented for you. Um, if you were the classic, um, I went to college in the late 90s and that's why I got represented to hip hop and that's why I like partied up and like, Yo, when I think of like the good times I had, right. then you think of a fucking DMX record because that's what like he crossed over from like the gritty streets of fucking New York to fucking MTV. Like you said, right. your they greatest had, fucking uh, party up mi- and everything. Yeah. Wasn't it? Like party up was in like like even in different high college movies like uh what was that movie with like uh, Ryan Reynolds? Like th- those type of and movies. Deadpool, bro. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool. Like yeah. It, he became a crossover artist. I think it's so beautiful. Like that party up and get it on. Was get it on the floor. Another one of his joints. And then like my thing was like like y'all it's gonna like, make me lose my. Up oh yeah. yeah, every preacher in the world used that in their <laughs> sermon when they were getting the crowd raised up. <laughs> y'all gonna make me. Lose my mind! Come on, come up on, in come here, on. up in here! You know what I'm up saying? They here. love that. You know they love to use that shit. So hey, as I shout look. out all the preachers that bid DMX, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I know that's for Jesus. Right. All right, for so, Jesus. So peep, 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 peep. Um, I always say this because I be I be fucking drunk when I say it. It's two beers top. Um, I would be remiss. I always say this at this point in time. Don't arrive. I would be remiss if I wouldn't mention that. Uh. Larice, my man, is from 
what we say back in the uh, Baptist communities, uh, I don't know, Skill, step up back up to the mic. I don't know what you call it, the Koji community. But well, he's, that's a preacher key. But yeah, he's he he, he from he from good stock. Hey, that boy from good that boy stock. From good stock. You know what I'm saying? Like all the brothers and brothers and family doing good, and, and daddy a big time preacher here on the south side. So that's a bishop's son. So what's um so and in the gospel community. So what's like some good things on television? Uh, we always try to talk to pop culture. We got a sneaker uh mm-hmm. sneaker um uh, podcast coming up soon. But what's going on in um? And pop culture is the Aretha Franklin documentary. And though mm-hmm. um, the family said, it's like, oh, it's too raw, it's lies and things of that uh. nature. I just wanted to th- say, um, I know I haven't watched it. Uh, you said you watched at I've it. Watched, I've watched at it. You know, it was, it was between blunt breaks and beer <laughs> uh, burps. Um, yeah, I mean, being... You know, knowing about that life and knowing what the intricacies of the way that it goes and even in her situation, hers is going to be a a bit different because she's a woman. So that has to be taken into account of how everything transpired and, you know, the extra struggles that she had to deal with in reference to being a preacher's daughter from a big time preacher that and his daughter eventually comes to like. You know, she becomes a very important pop culture singer. You know, even if her stuff was based in gospel and things of that nature, it was still Aretha Franklin and stuff like that. So, like, I watched that it and I watched some of the extra stuff that was going on. But I feel like those stories need to be told. Um, I don't never shy away from, like, who my father is and where I come from. and Because, like, P. Breeze, like... I have, like there will become a time or things of that nature where hey I want to write about uh, the greatest preachers on the South Side. And your dad will be in that book or in that mm-hmm. documentary or um, whatever p- platform that will be that will or probably happening right now. I don't know. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, you know maybe done by or it may be done like you're in the family of content creators and writers and artistic people. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you may be writing that book. And, you know, then your brother be like, yo, man, daddy didn't do that. Or like, or it could be like, yo, I saw uh, I saw uh, Pastor Charter, Bishop Charter walk up out the uh, Walmart and a lottery ticket fell. He be, he be man, right, you man, know what I'm saying? He had, he had a fifth on him, you know what I'm saying? saying? He had a, he had a, 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 a Tito's, uh, he had a fifth of Tito's. And, and then that's the narrative, and then that would be... The narrative that it's been written. I drink Tito's, guys. But wait. But here's my question with that. So if the family is against it, then whose story is this? It's somebody else's story, right? Right. So this is is why I have an issue with the story. Um, One, I'm not a fan of Cynthia Ervo. That's who played her, right? Yes. I'm not a fan of Cynthia Ervo. Um, She has said a lot of controversial things about black Americans. She's an Englishman. Yeah, she's she's, she's from the UK. Sorry, not an Englishman, but uh, (laughs) she's from the UK. A UK across the (laughs) pond woman. She said a lot of things across the pond woman folk. Shout out to my sister. I got a I got a sister. You know what I'm saying? Via uh, my mom married this this guy. Shout out Ronnie um, Bounds. He eventually passed away. A good Southern brother from Mississippi who who was in the service 
and he knocked up a white lady and had a whole daughter and she found him via the internet and she came to Chicago and she kicked it with me for two weeks. Oh Lord. Her first time in Chicago. I had home, seventy fifth, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? She was and she was just <laughs> mesmerized. And uh and you know, it's um so I can understand why their view of Did you black take Americans, her to get some heralds? Did you take her uh, to... She had some heralds. She, so what, she went what, to the barbershop. Was this like a magic ride? Like, how long was this ride that you took her on? Like She was with me for two weeks. We had a, we had a beer drinking contest. Did you get, take her to get some gear? Now she, she's married to some young lady. Okay. And... Uh, I was I, I'm I'm going them. I'm shout out to them I'm going to go out there and visit them. She's like bruv because you know they sound like the Harry Potters and shit. They, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like bruv bruv you got to come out here bruv you know what I'm saying they'll love you you're like you're like original you know what I'm saying urban black man you know what I'm saying yeah. like yeah I'm from the south side of Chicago yeah. it don't get it don't even get more motherfucking yeah. urban. I thought they was me. like like than us. So I met some motherfuckers from London, bro, and I thought them motherfuckers was all that old Harry Potter goofy shit. No. Them motherfuckers wow. Oh, they, yeah. like, oh no, they're like gangsta. Uh, yeah, they gonna do a lot of yeah, extra shit that they we're not about some to do. Gangsta ass motherfucking people, the motherfuckers from London. Shout out to across the pond people. Right. But so I go will, ahead. Man, I'm love I just wanna thank this I just wanna thank both of y'all like uh Shy City Shy City Cider Girl. Shy City Cider Girl. You try yeah. to say that too many times in the row. You're gonna From your tongue City is gonna podcast. get I wanna thank you for coming up. on. Um co-hosting. Hey Reese, man, this is just wonderful, man. Hey if everybody wants to know how, like, I talk away from the microphone, this is it. Like, Casey, have a good job with this shit, man. What? Like, want to appreciate you with that. Did we not talk about Kyrie? Man, so, Kyrie, Kyrie don't like to be called a nigga. Yeah, he don't like to be called a nigga. Did we not talk about Kyrie getting into a whole fight? But, like, now, I, I didn't even P, look into it, P. so I don't know what his re. I know Kyrie, we are Kyrie going is into Native American. Talking. He's, you know, he's a Native American nigga. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, like I, you know, for those people, you know, for those guys that be under the, you know, I don't want to, you know, like, man, whatever, man, you know, I don't even. So because I'm definitely using nigga forever. I just said it like how many times? Like so, this is what's going on. Kyrie and got woke on us. Though. He's super woke. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think at this point Kyrie won't even wants to play basketball. I think Kyrie has seen the outside world and what his influence can I agree. be. I agree. And I think he has a calling. Like I think um, we're going to see LeBron James move into a political scene after he's finished. I think we're going to yeah, see LeBron still yeah. care about the hoop, so he's going to wait. Gonna He's done. Yeah. Kyrie may tomorrow. He might be like, you know what? I don't hey, think. I'm out. But I kept saying, to I quit. Sam, I kept saying to Sam, what did I say when when they announced that was Kyrie was on, going to yeah, on the Nets, the Nets with Harden, with, with well, I actually not with Harden, it was with KD. I looked at Sam and I said to Sam, I said, this would work if they can get Kyrie to behave. Because I didn't see this. He's an excellent basketball player. He's a dope basketball pa- it's player. It's kind of crazy. Like, even yeah. though he his do his wild ass mine. talking, he be doing some wild ass talking. Then he get out there on that court and it's like, he hit you with some, cold. He hit you with an old shit move. Like, he, every, every like he's cold. He's cold. So, what's I kind of fuck on with everybody. What he be on. What's going on is 
Kyrie Irving got into it with Dennis Schroeder yeah. last night, and uh, Dennis Schroeder is from is from Germany, Germany, and he's, he's a Af- black German, and he's but, African, and he's African, and so Kyrie was super up in his face, and he just gingerly <laughs> shoved him, and was like, "Damn, nigga," and like. So it wasn't. It like, wasn't even he, like you nigger. Yeah, it wasn't like that. <laughs> and or, it wasn't er. It was like it was like, and that's if you're an athlete. It's a lot of niggas being passed on the court. Hear. Yeah, that's what you hear, and that's what you separate from. You know what? Separate your job from work. I'm sorry. That's that's how the fuck it goes. So it wasn't like they was. Walking down and picking up their cars from and the same valet. Like, 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 and he was like, damn, nigga, like, damn, scoot over, nigga. Like, no, bro, like, we outside of the court. Don't call me that or whatever the fuck like that. Or, especially how we know how the whole, how we self hate between Africans and black folks. Right. You know, what that's I'm what saying? this really has to do with. And so it's like, oh, it's an African calling me in there. Because I feel like if there was an American black, said the same thing to Kyrie, his reaction wouldn't be the same. But right. since it was Dennis Schroeder, who's from Germany, he's like, man, your African ass, you can't call me a nigga. You know, and, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Right. You know how it go on. A, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's like, super woke. He's looking at it like, man, you want some other shit calling me a nigga. But I feel like on the other, on the other end, Dennis Schroeder was, it was just regular hoop talk. Like he's not he's from a younger generation. So him being an African in Germany, I feel like he feels like, no, like, sure we're different, but I'm not too much different from an African American in America in America. So And then Kyrie I just wanted to Kyrie use just that be extra on some shit. Yeah, he was a super and extra. And that's what I don't like. And yeah, he was super like extra. And then like then like and the thing is Kevin Durant this motherfucker, like, he go out his way to drop the N-word every three seconds. Because that's what he think he'd make him hard. Because take it like, oh, if you're, if, you're at, if you're of the age of 35 to 55 and you're a black person, that's just like, it's just like Bernie Mac. We used to word motherfucker for like an adjective, mm-hmm. noun, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's the same way as black folks. Right. Like, it could be a term of endearment. It could be a term of familiarity. Man. And like, as my man Chris Bussard said today, how many times has a motherfucker stood over a motherfucker with a gun like, you gonna die today, nigga. So it could be the worst thing you hear as well, or the last thing you exactly. say as is, is well. So, but like, hey man, like you say, how we was raised, 35 to 55 is just how it raises up. It's a part, of, it's like, a part of our regular demonstration. The world is changing. They don't make it right. But how but fast it is, is what it, it going But how fast is going I'm glad you said that. How fast is it going to get woke? And then are you going to force your wokeness on me? On me. Because I'm like, I'm when like I wasn't no shit. I was doing regular, we hooping. Like, damn, yeah. man, you found me. Like, you know, it's. Like I'm not turning this into some. I look at you as a a, a black African American. You're a black African in America, and I'm calling you a nigga as a as a term to discredit you. That's regular hoop talk when they are hooping. Laurie Marketing might say, "Damn, nigga, you fouled me." To a white guy, like you know what I'm saying. It, it's right. you know, like 
And I'm not saying that he should do that. Don't, I'm not one of them motherfuckers either. So you, you know, do you think that? But did you know, like, but uh, but like, I can see that but happening. I, but uh, like on the real though, but like Jason Williams, Birdman, mm-hmm. all them motherfuckers, mm-hmm. you hacking them like, hey, damn niggas, like, and ain't nobody saying that. And Kyrie, you been in the league where it's like, you've been in the league. So do you think that we have gotten to a point that? We are just so sensitive. Oh, definitely. We've been at that point. But then at the same time, I feel like, I mean, uh, I mean, there's reason behind that. So right. I can't never argue that point when people feel the way right. they Or feel. do you think it's evolution? Like, do you think that people are evolving and finding out, okay, this was just messed I up? I think that because of hip hop culture and because of black culture being mm-hmm. as important it is, it is, as it is to the world, not just America, um, those types of talk and things that I feel like it's just as it's, it's, it's getting to the point that it's so it's just like, Hey, Hey dude, like, Hey dude, or Hey man, or Hey, what the fuck you on? Nigga, what the fuck you on? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, but I don't think that this is good either. That's the crazy thing about it. I don't think that it's a good thing, but I, I know that how we're so enriched in popular culture that people that aren't even from the culture that may use it, I don't think that on the surface they trying to be on some bullshit or trying to be on right. some racist shit. They just being a part of the culture that they know and what they know is cool. Like, you know, I've been around some white guys that are cool or whatever, and I heard them slip up and say, nigga. Mm. But it wasn't in the sense, like, mind you, I ain't capping for it. Because if somebody stole on him, whatever, like, he just got stolen. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not I'm not capping for it. But I see how, like, he, you know, it's, it's, nigger is getting to the, to the area of, hey, man, dude, it's, it's at the man, dude level almost to an extent. Right. Uh, it was, it like, so it, it went from a hard black and white fucking, um, area to got to a gray area like um, and now it's to the lightest shade of fucking gray that you can get it's I like it is. it's like that fan. fucking dove gray if you're a hip-hop fan what? right i think Tell if you're me. a hip-hop fan um you've been used to being in in arenas because you know a lot of your favorite, your favorite artists a lot of their fan bases are white so you know when you go into arenas um when there are majority of white folks in there and a song comes up like um i think what what was that uh, was that Coachella we was watching and uh Amine said you know if you if you're not black don't say it like you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. but it, Artists would go in and they would just let the N word fly, mm-hmm. and then you hearing it from the little, little it's the little Chinese boy from down the way, and you looking at him and he said it harder than you. Like he going hard, you're right? Yeah. I just think the thing about it is he's not even going hard in reference to putting it forth where he's on some trying to disrespect anybody. Right, it's a part of the, the uh, emotion in the song. Right. It's, a, it's a part of something that he feels like he's a part of. Because, like, you can't tell me you can't sing the Rough Rider anthem and then get to the first verse and then you want to rap, want to Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to hit that N-word. Like, 
And I don't care if But they feel like when they're saying it, they talking about yeah, they saying they people. They, they, people, they yeah. ain't talking about but but and but in the same token like on the real like white people are mourning motherfucking DMX too and like like they're going through shit too like motherfuckers mm-hmm. like mentally ill like going through motherfuckers want to hear that shit too so what's DMX most famous word uh song Rough Riders Anthem they're gonna be blasted. Niggas wanna ride. Niggas, Niggas wanna, wanna die. die. Are we to take that away from them? No. no. I'm I not mean, gonna. I'm point, not gonna take care, take that away from him because he has like 33 kids. Right. So any extra <laughs> any extra spins in reference to publishing because I work right, in hip hop. Right, right. Like anything that's gonna get something back to oh, the kids. Shout out to SC Johnson family man. Shout out to SC. We SC. we were just kicking the shit earlier. But um, you know, we we're up with all of that. So like, you know, I like I feel you. Like that was a good point to bring up bring up because it's just like like I'm not tripping because I'm not tripping because I know at their base it's really the emotion and the music and just vibing with the demonstration. They're not saying niggas want to ride, niggas want to die. Like fuck niggas. Hopefully they ride and die. My thing is, is a, you know, yeah. My thing is intention, and everything you do, you do with intention. So it it's what you mean behind when you say what you mean. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen in a party that no black people are in there, and the n word is still being used that each other you know what i'm saying so right. i that, think that that's why know. it's becoming like you when you said well, it's becoming it's dude, the dude it's the hey man hey you know man. a yeah. joe like we say joe here in chicago or willie you know yeah chale 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 mella my mella you know i i have some mexican homies and they stay in like the where did you take me to, bro? Like you took me to go get some beer. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot hey, about that. Hey, me, like, hey, come back up to the mic, bro. Check. So, man, me and Reese riding to do like a beer exchange and shit, mm-hmm. like with my man Freck and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Shout out Freco. Shout out my shout man out Freco. His real name is Roman, but shout out Freco. I met Freco at Lagunitas where I used to work, and um, he's an old school hip hop graffiti artist. That happened to be in the same hip hop graffiti crew that I was in, but we met at Lagunitas years later, and I had never met him. I had never knew him through my whole life, but um, extremely cool dude. He used to work there, and now he's at a half acre or whatever. But so. the point being, Frank, I love you, man. But the point being, he lives in a very extreme Spanish <laughs> oh, yeah, part of the fucking super, city. <laughs> yeah, it's super. It's like super Mexican over there. <laughs> And you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We we go over there. It's off of sixty, whatever. But y'all kick it everywhere, West. so it doesn't matter. Man, like, we had a great time. We had a great time. We exchanged some great in the alley. in the alley in his in his garage, and you know, it, it was just a good connection of beer brothers. Freco was one of the guys at Lagunitas that always fucked with me. He would always come into the basement and just come and drink some beers with me. Because he knew I was a real one and shit. And it wasn't too many motherfuckers like me that worked there. So it was like, like a lot, anybody that was urban really wanted to fuck with me when I was there. Like they always wanted to at least know something about what I had going on or come drink or, you know what I'm saying? Because there wasn't no motherfuckers like me up in there. So, man, that's you know, what Shout I out like. my man Roman, man. That's a good dude. That's Buck why crew. I always, shout out Buck Crew. That's why I always say when I get like, uh, get you in this seat. Get uh, Afro beer chicken and shit. I get to talk to beers and bars, man. 
You guys were definitely the first people out here doing this. You inspired me to do this, Shit. you know. So, and everything I do, like man, I call I call Reese all day long. Reese, hey man, I got I got this, I got that. Definitely hey, call me hey. all the time, and I've been fake, I've been fake working. And, and Not just been on, working. I've been working. I've been on the road, and I've been going to all these random places in the Midwest. And now, where have you been? Like you've been around. Yeah, I've I've been shit everywhere from Wausau, Indiana to Middlesbrough, Kentucky, mm. and I'm each and every place that I'm going. I'm always going to find the craft beer bar, the craft and drink local, drink some local whiskey or bourbon or whatever with them, and hopefully they have good food. Because if you have good food, I'm gonna drink an extra beer or two or three. But if your food ain't good, then now it's like my stomach hurt. I got to find somewhere to eat, and I got to drive. Have some good food with y'all, beer, man. Please, y'all gonna make an extra twelve to fifteen to twenty dollars if you have something that I want to eat. Open outcry, great beer and great food. This is Past the Drink Podcast. I got Urban Craftsman with me. I got my yeah. beautiful co-host, Shy City Cider Girl on Instagram. <laughs> Shy City Girls podcast coming soon. Shy City Girls podcast. As, as always, I got the dopest producer in the world. I got Jay Rise in the back with Jay Nova Rise. holding it down. She's playing such a good she, girl. She's she a player. She a player. Man, we got to have Reese back on. Anytime. Anytime I'm fake in the city and not, you know, in the ass crack or armpit of America. <laughs> and I'm not going to name any of the states because I don't want to dish because I met good people there and I drink. Did, though, Reese. Okay, Indiana. Shout out Indiana. I mean Indiana produced some good shit. Michael Jackson, Freddie Gibbs. Uh -huh. You know. So, you know, Indiana did something good, but eh, Fort Wayne, Indiana in particular is Sweet Jesus. <laughs> I was in a hotel in Fort Wayne, Indiana that I won't oh disclose. Oh, my God. Race. Right. And it stunk. It literally stunk in there. And Race. I Hey, Casey, Pass the Drink Podcast. Can we get that as the intro to start the show, man? Like About, about it stinking in yeah, uh, yeah. Fort Wayne? Yeah, yeah, everybody give it two hard seconds. One, two, back into it. So, man, like, shout out Pass the Drink Podcast. Catch us on Apple Podcasts for you bougie motherfuckers with the iPhones. Yeah. We yes, want to thank... Uh, Google Podcast for all my brothers with the Androids. That's me. I got an Android out here. So, you know what I'm um, Anchor Podcast to all my studious podcast listeners, and every, or and Spotify to everybody else in the world that's just cool like that. That's getting supreme folding chairs like Ryder and like uh, shit Damn, like that. Ryder get supreme folding chairs. Look in the corner, you got two of them bitches. Right, but I like, just saw it. But I'm take a picture. In if front you of love it. this content like I do, please support it, man. Hit up the uh, link in the on my page on the Brother at the Bar podcast. Please, you can ch check us. Please be a Patreon to this show, man, so I can get some Definitely. cool ass guests like Reese cool Rolex. Subscribe to the page. I'm going to put the page up even on my demonstration. Everybody needs to subscribe to the content of just some guys that drink beer and know about beer and we're urban and it makes a difference in even this whole demonstration. So the brother at the bar podcast come through, look at it, listen to it when you're on road trips like me going to the armpit of America and you don't want to listen to music the whole time. You want to listen to like a podcast or something. So listen to the podcast and subscribe and 
listen, you know, fuck with Thornton Distillery and fuck with everything that we're telling you because we're not going to lie. We ain't no cheap throats here. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Pastor Drink Podcast.